What up? What up? What up? Is Pope the Blueprint, the host of the number one networking show. And I like to take the first couple of seconds of each show to highlight any local brands that I may be wearing. And tonight I am wearing XI11, uh, which is a local 17-year-old entrepreneur here in Baltimore. And tonight, this is the Kobe edition. So, you know, it's definitely been a, a special day. Now, we have a special guest in the virtual building tonight. How you feeling tonight? I'm feeling good. How are you? You know what? I'm awesome. I'm awesome, right? So I'm excited to get into this wellness journey. But before we get started, if you could just introduce yourself, let everybody know where you're from, and just a brief overview of all you're involved in, and we're going to take it back to day one. Yeah, yeah. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Gianni, and I am the owner of Zuri Day Wellness LLC and the Mental Health Podcast. I am originally from Bridgeport, Connecticut, recently relocated to Florida. Um, I am a woman of many, many, many hats. <laughs> I am a mom of two beautiful girls. I am a wife. I am an entrepreneur, an author, and a healer. Mm. You know what? I'm ready to get into this journey, right? Because health is very important to me because we could chase the money, we could have the wealth, mm -hmm. but if we're not whole in our physical body, yes. we're going to be short-lived. And so in your wellness journey, did you grow up in a family that was all about wealth, I mean, health? Or was it something you kind of learned on your own along that journey? Take us back to those beginning days. Yeah. So um, I grew up in um, a pretty complete home. You know, I had uh, both my parents in, their, in the house and they worked very, very, very hard to um, get their degrees and uh, maintain a, a certain lifestyle, which I had the, the benefit of seeing that, you know, getting that determination and that striving for goals from my parents um, was very, very important. Um, but as, you know, a parent myself now, you know, I understand that when we're on our own journey, we sometimes miss things going on within our kids. Um, so at a very young age, I had uh, started uh, developing some, you know, symptoms of depression but never uh, labeled it as depression. Um, early on in my life, I was uh, sexually abused as a young child. Um, at 21 years old, I lost my first child. He was a stillborn um, at 38 weeks. Um, and I uh, kind of noticed my mental health at that point in my life um, becoming very, very um, suicidal. Um, and I uh, attempted suicide twice. Uh, early in my early 20s and um, that's when I really had to take hold of my mental health journey uh, because I had my oldest daughter already I knew that I had to be here for her I knew that I was given a bigger purpose so I ended up finding the right church home <laughs> I say the right church home because yeah. um, I was church hopping for a very long time I knew there was something that I needed um, but I did not answer really to what was calling me until after my second uh, suicide attempt. So I found the right church home, um, ended up dating my husband, uh, and he reintroduced me to meditation. 
And mm-hmm. it, you know, kind of really sparked my healing journey from there. Um, from there, went on to publish my story about my journey through, you know, my depression and um, how my childhood did affect, affect me a little bit. Um, yeah. And, you know, just kind of accepted the call for uh, being a healer and using my testimony as uh, a stepping stone for somebody else. So, mm. yeah. That's powerful, right? Because in those beginning moments when you were by yourself, I'm sure there's a lot of other women, we're just going to say women in general, especially going through those moments where you lose a baby mm-hmm. and, and just what it does to you mentally, right? And so as you were going through that journey, did you have a support system? Because I'm sure you're probably a support for a lot of people now, mm-hmm. but did you have any type of support to kind of help you do that at all? Yeah, so that period was actually a very lonely uh, period in my life because um, my son's father at the time, you know, it, we, we both lost a son, our, you know, my yeah. own son anyway. Um, and we were really looking forward to, you know, having our son and losing that, it was hard for him. Um, so right. I, I, you know, wanting to communicate to him about it, you know, I, I, I now am aware that um, I was a little bit selfish in my need right. at the time, but I had the right to be, you know, yeah. um, you know, I, I didn't really consider the other party in the moment, you know, how he might have been feeling, which is why I say I was selfish in the time, but um, yeah. I, I looked to him for a support. My parents didn't really know what it felt like to lose a child at that stage you know um child loss is child loss but a miscarriage and a stillborn are you know two different um two different things sometimes so it was a very lonely period because I was looking for support from my son's father couldn't get it my parents were kind of like you got to get over it and it was like I don't think you understand you know it's not just that I lost a baby, I lost a piece of my identity. Um, because mm-hmm. as a woman, I felt that if there was one thing I was placed here to do on this earth, it was to give birth. And mm-hmm. there was no found cause. The doctors yeah. did not find anything. Um, you know, um, my, my youngest is actually um, a 23 week old miracle uh, due to preeclampsia. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, with her, luckily they were able to find something and catch it in time, but with him, they weren't able to find anything. So, you know, I hadn't, like I said, I had kind of lost a piece of my identity and um, almost my purpose at that time. It felt like for me. Um, But as far as support, I had to muscle through, I had to muscle through. I was still in college. I lost Mm. my, my son had to go back to school the next week to finish up finals. Mm. So I couldn't pause. I hadn't, there was no break in my, in my life. I kind of mm-hmm. lost him and I had to push through, you know, I had to figure out my career. I was, I was a push through it. You know, like I said, my parents yeah. taught me that determination and that yeah. for goals. So I didn't take a break to really uh, mourn and look within like I needed to at the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then so how important when that transition, finding that church home, mm-hmm. finding the body of Christ, how how important was that transition for you? That was the 
ultimate turning point. <laughs> like, I can honestly say for me, oh my gosh, that was the ultimate turning point um, mm. in my life because my parents, uh, they were spiritual, but not in an outward way. Okay. So, you know, um, when I was young, we kind of went to church and things, but I, I was a kid. Nobody wants to be in church when you're a kid, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So, um, you know, finding, being able to find the right church home was very important to me. And the way I knew it was the right uh, church home was because everything I thought I was hiding about myself was revealed mm -hmm. to me by someone I had never met. Mm. Okay, I was invited to a, um, a youth night by a friend, um, ended up bringing my sister because, you know, I just didn't know who I was going to be around. <laughs> and, you know, at the end of the service, she's, you know, praying for people and I'm just minding my business. So I think, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, she's like, can I pray for you? And um, mm. she's like, you're going to, you're going to um, reveal all of the hurt, all of the molestation, all of, all of the depression, all of the, and I was kind of caught off guard because my younger mm -hmm. sister had not known about the molestation. She did not know about the, the sexual abuse. So I was scared about her finding out in that moment. But that same year, I had finally told my parents at the age of 24 about the sexual abuse. And I ended up getting what I needed. My biggest fear was that I was not going to get what I needed, but I got what I needed. Mm. And the floodgates of the <laughs> healing of the healing began, right? Yes. And so once that transition happened, because that's awesome, right? Because I'm sure that was a burden mm -hmm. lifted up off you that mm -hmm. that you can only explain and experience. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like oh. that's awesome. You, you know? And then so now you meet your husband and he introduces you to meditation. Yes. So what was that journey like now? Because oh. you're, you're connecting, you're united. And what was that experience? Because you start smiling now. You see the end now. I'm like, okay, now. All right, there we go. So, so talk about that experience and where that journey led you. Yes. So um, <laughs> the, the, the story of my husband is always, always funny to me. Um, because I, like I said, I had um, started my own uh, spiritual journey, I should say, and um, I had committed to celibacy. So I was celibate for, you know, a year before meeting him and um, we met on Tinder. I, I did not, I was not for online dating at all. It was like, my friends were just like, okay, like we're married when are you going to be married? Like start figuring something out. And I'm like, but I'm cool. I'm, I'm okay right here by myself. I had to, I had to take that time to myself. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, we met, he was my first ever Tinder date. Um, mm -hmm. And well, we were each other's first ever Tinder date. And, you know, it was kind of like, we just kind of hit it off, you know, like immediately. Awesome. And, um, you know, once he uh, told me that, you know, he was into meditation, um, mm -hmm and really um, believed in chakras and um, manifestations. And, you know, I was a, was a Christian girl. I was going to church yeah. and we had the conversation. What is God? What's the difference between God and spirituality? And we've come, came to a, a, you know, middle ground that 
they're pretty much one and the same. Mind, body, and soul is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so they're pretty much interchangeable based on your intentions, right? Yeah. Um, so once we kind of came to a, a middle ground on our spiritual beliefs, he started coming to church with me. We started meditating mm -hmm. together. And the combination of the two was yeah. so phenomenal because this was yeah. probably the first time that I was ever with someone spiritually. And um, after five days of hanging out with each other, my spirit told him I loved him before I did. Mm. And he picked it up. He's like, so are you going to say it? And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, well, I'm going to say what? <laughs> 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 and it was just very weird. And like, you know, from that moment on, it's just been, you know, um, I was, it was a, a vulnerable period where mm. my time with him felt sacred. It felt, mm. it didn't feel like I was just hanging out with somebody. It felt sacred. I didn't want to tell anyone about it. You know, I didn't, I wanted to keep it to myself and my daughter um, because yeah. he was great with my daughter immediately, great with her. And it was, it was honestly heaven sent. Uh, and that's all mm. I can say, you know, the time was right. I had just reached a pivotal uh, turnaround in my point, right in my, in my life right before that. And, you know, I was like, okay, hey, whatever happens, happens. And here he comes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, that, that was awesome that you took that year mm -hmm. of separation, right? Because I'm sure it puts you in a clear state mm -hmm. to, to deal with someone. Because when you take that emotion out of it, mm -hmm. you know, you're just a clear person. And that's what that true intention of abstaining is about is so we can make clear decisions and become who we need to be in these relationships and make good sound judgment. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's exactly what it was. I needed some time to myself to really, you know, just clear it clear. Cause I was yeah. carrying so much from, you know, my son, um, my, my son's death and the relationship that was attached yeah. to my son's death for seven years. So, you mm. know, I had to take that time and I had to really um, bow down and listen to what my purpose was, not so much to follow a God. And I think mm. that's, you know, what people kind of get um, confused about. It was the right church for me because it was the place where I could listen. It was the place mm. where my spirit felt vulnerable enough to trust. And yeah. it's not about following a being, it's about um, opening yourself up to, to, to receive what's really for you. Mm. Mm. That's awesome, that's awesome. And then, so that journey is moving along. And then now, when do you step into the arena of entrepreneurship? Mm -hmm. when, when does that come along? Because I'm sure you're meditating, you're <laughs> getting zen-like moments so your thoughts are clear. Mm -hmm. When did that entrepreneurial journey start and mix up in you? Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, my husband is an entrepreneur. Um, he is a recording mm -hmm. artist. Um, shout out to Too High Society, LLC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so he is an entrepreneur. Um, and we kind of really just kind of hit it off on like our end goals our end life goals, you know, and he um, really started speaking to me about the seven streams of income. And um, at the time, a friend of mine was starting a, a publishing company and she called me up and she's like, listen, I need your story. 
I need the story. You need to write a book. I don't know what you've been waiting for. And I'm like, it's so funny you say that because I started writing a book five years ago and I never finished it. So I finished the book and, you know, my husband really talked to me about branding and uh, meditating. One day we were meditating in the park um, in Connecticut and I, uh, I had seen a gazelle. Mm-hmm. So me, anytime I meditate, anything that I see, any numbers or anything, I immediately go to my Bible. What does the Bible say about a gazelle? Proverbs 6 and 5. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it said, free yourself from the, from the hand of the smiler. And it's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> immediately I'm like, I'm supposed to be helping people break chains. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Like, that's how it came um, to me. Like, I'm supposed to help people detach themselves from things that are holding them that they don't even know. And like I said, I had just started my healing journey with Mm. coming out to people and um, um, ministering to people through song at women's event and things like that and really opening up. And I had felt like I was just releasing, like there was just so much just coming off. And... Mm that was the purpose of me finishing my story was to help other people release and shake it off. And um, uh, so Zuri means beautiful. Day is actually my middle name, um, Wellness LLC. So it means beautiful day, wellness. Um, So that's kind of where that came from through meditation, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I first saw the gazelle and the rest was kind of followed and fell in place. So now the name of the book, tell us the name of the book and, you know, give us kind of a brief overview of what you wanted to accomplish, you know, because you're telling your story and I'm sure people are reading it and I'm sure it's a message you want to get across to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, my book is titled, No, You're Not Allowed to Hurt Me Anymore. Um, And the goal of the book was really to address my mission of breaking generational curses. Mm. Now, um, a few things I did not know before writing this book were the generational cycles of depression and um, psychotic breaks within Mm. the women of my family. Um, On my father's side, majority of my elders, the, the women, have died from schizophrenia. Um, Mm. Sexual abuse runs on both sides of my family. So, you know, when when I got hit with it, I didn't know what was happening. You know, it wasn't clear to me that what was happening was actually wrong. And it felt like it wasn't real. I blocked it out of my mind to a point where it felt like it wasn't real anymore. And when I went to that church, and she spoke on everything that I was kind of just like, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, yeah, this was real for me. And yeah. there were a couple instances where I remember getting caught. And so I addressed mm-hmm. the, the people who were kind of around by it um, and they did remember. So yeah. from that point on, I confirmed within myself that there, this was real for me because yeah. I was pushing it away but by me pushing it away was creating patterns in my life that was 
preparing for destruction. I had my degree already, you know, I had my life together, like, but I was preparing myself for a life of destruction with the patterns that I was making from wounds that I was ignoring. So the purpose of my book is to address the fact that I I saw the generational curse. I saw it coming for me, not only for me, but for my kids too. And mm. I'm deciding to be the end of it. Yes, it, yeah. sucks. it sucks that it happened to me. And I know now that it was for a greater purpose. It, it mm. was for a greater purpose. And although things get dark in our lives, the only way to the light is through the darkness. And that's yeah. what I truly believe and live by. Yeah, that's awesome, right? Because I'm, I'm finding out as I get older, how common that that continuation of what you're talking about in early childhood happens amongst children. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how rampant it was. Mm-hmm. And you start to meet people and you wonder why they're so angry and you're trying to build relationships with them. And it's these walls and you can't understand what's going on but it's that spiritual and that emotional battle that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so what I love about when you write your story, it's, what is it called? It's called No. No, you are not allowed to hurt me anymore. No, you are not allowed to hurt me anymore. And so that message is going to speak to so many women and men, right? Because it happens on both sides. And I just thank you for being so open to share and I'm glad your friend reached out to you and she even stepped out in faith, started her publishing company. And so it's like iron sharpens iron and, you know, just the stars aligning. And mm-hmm. so thank you, first of all. And so what has the response been since you've written the book and, and how has that journey evolved for you? Yeah, so... As amazing as this journey sounds, um, when I first put the book out, it was actually very hard for me um, because the whole time I was writing the book, um, my spirit kept saying, prepare to lose somebody important. Mm. Prepare to lose somebody important. And I had to get to a place in my healing journey where I didn't care about who I was about to lose because I knew the reward was going to be so much greater. Yeah. And I tried my best to prep um, people close to me about my story, you know, about what I was going to talk about. Like I said, I did some confronting um, and I did some conversations, you know, Um, but even with those, it's like, to me, it's like almost like death. Like, you know, somebody is going to die and no matter how much you prepare yourself, when that happens, you're just distraught. And that's yeah. kind of what happened with my book. No matter how much I tried to prepare mm-hmm. people for the truths that were coming out, yeah. um, it didn't really stick until it was read on the pages. And mm-hmm. um, I did lose some people close to me and it hurt. It hurt because I prepped, I always made sure people knew my intentions this is my version. Yeah. This is my version. And that was all I wanted people to know. This is my version. And it's okay yeah. if it's not your truth too, but this is my version. And I'm going to sit with yeah. it. Um, so it hurt at first, 
even though I was um, happy about it, I was yeah. I still wasn't confident in it. Even mm-hmm. though I was happy about having my my paper my my book out, um, I wasn't confident in it because of the backlash I was receiving, and I had to distance myself from a lot yeah. of people, and then the journey became easier because with the distance, I became more dedicated. Mm-hmm. And I made sure that I continued um, increasing in my purpose and made sure I continue moving as if this was more than just putting my dirty laundry out there. Why would I want the darkest parts of my life out in the world if I wasn't going to do something with it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, um, you know, after all of my hard work and, um, you know, people really starting to see that I am completely different than who I was before, you know, people that are close to me, um, you know, complimenting on my, on my light and um, the joy that I bring, you know, when I step Mm. into a room is different now, it's so different, but it's also um, rewarding for me because I stuck it out and people now understand that this is not just about me. It is Mm. not just about me at all. And if it was, I wouldn't have put the book out to begin with. (laughs) I wouldn't have told everybody about my dark secrets to begin with, you know? So in the beginning, it was very rough because when you tell your truth, you have to expect some backlash. But now it's so rewarding and I can't wait for the journey to continue. Mm. And you know what? That's awesome because when you're stepping out in faith like that, like you said, you don't know what may happen. You may have the idea, Mm -hmm. but when the purpose is bigger than you, Mm -hmm. you got to keep moving forward. You Mm -hmm. have to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So now the book is out. Mm-hmm. You're moving forward. What was that next step? Because I see you're always branding with the meditation, how important. I see you with the mugs. You have the podcast. Yes. Which one came after that? The, the branding of what you have going on? Or did you start the podcast? Where, where does all that fit in, in along in your journey? Yeah. So um, I am a health and wellness coach. Um, and a meditation leader. So I do, um, so Zuri Day Wellness LLC is, um, our mission is to help people heal their mental health through uh, health and wellness coaching and holistic techniques such as uh, meditation. And that is because in my, in my darkness, I really, really wish I had someone to hold me accountable for what I was going through. I really, really wish I even had someone to give a lending air um, because, you know, unfortunately in, in, in our culture, um, when you tell someone you're depressed, it's like, you better go hang out with some friends. And, yeah. and it's like, it's, it's not that simple, oh. yeah. <laughs> you know? So um, I really want to um, help other people hold themselves accountable for their mental health goals and mental health care, because it is very, very important, not only for ourselves, but for the people around us. Self-care is the most selfless thing you can actually do. Mm. Um, so I use you know, uh, meditation as my main source of um, healing 
because it is an actual chemical change within your body. You know, when you meditate, there's so many things that happen in your brain. You increase so much happy chemicals. Um, your body begins to respond different. And it's, it, it's, it just triggers so much happy emotions within yourself when you um, use the, when you set the right intentions for meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very, very great. Yep. So now, um, do you meditate every day? Is that something you practice every day as far as the meditation? So I have not been holding myself accountable to every day um, because mm-hmm. I am homeschooling my, my oldest daughter. She's in kindergarten. Um, and that yeah. takes a lot, you know, with the business. Yeah. So we do a scheduling three times a week. I used to do it every day. Um, but because my life changed a little bit, I do three times a week. Um, but I do recommend for most people at least five to 10 minutes a day um, because mm-hmm. we live in such an ongoing world. You know, everything is just going, going, going. You have your routines. Even in your routines, you need a break. You have to step away. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give your brain a, a change. And sometimes meditation, five minutes a day is enough of a change for your day. Yeah. 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 So it started yeah. with a Zuri Day Wellness uh, mm-hmm. and the book was kind of started at the same time. Then we okay. went into um, our nonprofit, which is called We've Got Heart. Um, Heart mm-hmm. stands for healing energies at round tables. And the goal for that nonprofit is to teach children the importance of mental health care at a very young age to mm-hmm. hopefully intervene with um, suicidal rates in our teens, hopefully with lowering them in the future by teaching them this knowledge. Um, And we also educate them on the powers of eating whole foods and what it actually does for your chemical makeup. Um, So from there, um, last year, I started an initiative to start focusing on the mental health of men, hence where the mental health brand started. Um, As a wife, you know, I feel it is very, very important to pay attention to my husband's mental health. Um, As I know, you know, we both suffer with depression, but depression can be different. It can be circumstances within your nature. Um, But being able to tap into when he's in those modes um, is very, very important as a spouse or partner in anything. So I, you know, set an initiative to start focusing on the mental health of men. But now Mm -hmm. mental health has been turned into a podcast because it has so much more people to reach than just men, even though we have both, you know, men and women on the show so far, the show has been mm. awesome. So that's the journey we've taken so far. Mm. So now let's, let's go back to the Whole Foods, right? Because, you know, one of the, 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 the growth of, of the show, the winner circle, is that I met an epidemiologist I have to make sure I, I say it, but we have a, a, a health and wellness show that we do on Sunday night. And so it's part of my core value. So when she was originally on the show, I said, you know what? I have to have you back. And so it started as once a month. And then when we did the once a month, we like, we got to do it once a week, right? Mm-hmm. Because especially in our community, growing up, our eating habits is not the best. And we all say this runs in our family, this runs in our family, but our eating habits run in our family, the way we eat and prepare foods. So how important was it and what you're doing to teach kids at an early age 
about the, the wellness and eating right. Yeah, so um, I'm actually vegetarian going on two years, I think it's two okay. years. Okay, congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> so um, we actually, as a as my family and I have a backstory behind our uh, vegetarian journey because uh, like I said, my youngest is a 23-week-old miracle. And, um, you know, when they come home from the hospital, you know, they put them on this formula to get fat. But it wasn't helping my daughter at yeah. all. Instead, like, her skin was really pink. Like, she just looked bloated all the time. And um, she ended up, like, having a reaction to the formula. So once we saw her first reaction and they switched her formula to a different one, we started to really look at what was in the formula and the mm. cow powder and all of that stuff. It just, we just did research on it and it caused so much mucus within the body. She has yeah. a chronic lung disease. So it was her, her winters were very hard. We were at the hospital. If she got a common cold, we were at the hospital for two weeks on a ventilator waiting mm. for her to start breathing on her own again. And it was just like, I don't want this for her. The yeah. hospital is traumatizing for me. I'm sure every time she has, she spent 120 days in the NICU, mm. okay? And I feel like she grew up knowing the hospital before she knew home, you know? So yeah. having to go back to that every one, once a month or every two months because it's cold outside, we just, we, we, it was too much for us. And we saw that it was too much on her body to bear. So we switched our diet. We, we just made the decision to switch our diet. And we started giving her um, uh, whole foods. And we started giving her alternative milks, like almond milk and things like that. And <laughs> literally, the doctor saw a switch around in her health. Um, she was supposed to have surgery done on her voice box because her voice box was too big when we went in for the surgery the surgeon came out 20 minutes later like we don't have to do surgery anymore mm -hmm. <laughs> and, we, and we were like well, well why but yeah. when the research on eating the proper way and eating anti-inflammatory foods you can heal so many diseases um by just eating the right things um, and we kind of set out on this journey um, to heal ourselves again. Um, I like to call yeah. it um, healing my womb because I've had uh, two high-risk pregnancies out of three, and I'm young. You know, I'm only 20. Yeah. You know that I should I should be able to have a baby, no problem. But clearly, there's something I'm putting in my body that's not making this right. So I set out on the journey to heal my womb. And we set on, on, and on a journey as, our, as a family to heal ourselves. You know, we've cleared up eczema. My asthma is gone. Allergies, I don't even have reaction to outside anymore. And I've had that yeah. reaction forever. So, yeah, it, health, health is wealth. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what? The more of us, and I say us, that can bring this message to people all over the world and be an example that we can live long, healthy lives, right? I mean, I don't know how many countless family members, their lives were shortened 
amputated because they didn't change their diets and things that they could have made adjustments to. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, if you can get them started so young to where they can look at food and say, hey, I eat to live, Mm -hmm. I don't live to eat. And so the whole relationship with food changes and and why I eat and how I eat and so now as they become adults that's just their way of life right right but also the foods that they like the snack foods that they generally take to um there's there's research that the yellow dye actually um is is a dopamine inhibitor Mm. so you know we have to be careful what we're putting in our bodies because even things like chips can clog up our, our chemical channels, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we yeah. have to be careful with that. And, you know, being aware and conscious of what you're putting in your body and being intentional with what you're putting in your body is going to give you better health results in the long run than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's huge. And, and you know, I, I could spend hours talking about health because I know how important it is for us to live and live strong you know what i mean and yes. so that's awesome so just keep doing what you're doing i know you will and then so when you shifted to the podcast what was that journey like because i know that's always a journey starting the podcast because now you're putting yourself out there you're speaking you're on camera um what was that journey like now that you're starting the podcast yeah, so I am, I have some type of like social anxiety or something like I've always been a grandma. Okay, I'm a yeah. homebody. I'm to myself. I don't want to be seen, you know, like I'll do the work like, but I don't want to be seen. I don't at all. So even committing to something like the podcast was very, very big for me because one, I hate hearing my own voice. <laughs> Two, I hate being on camera and I have to do both of those things when, you know, working on something like a podcast. But um, for the longest time, um, I've, it, it's been on my spirit to really minister to people about their health and, you know, really show how uh, combining the two of, you know, your spiritual and your physical really gives you an all around benefit to where you're going in life, you know? So to be able to bring people um, on the show, like Lillianis, who was a breast cancer survivor and listen, her, her, her story, her journey to financial freedom is absolutely amazing. You know, Mm. to, to, to interview, you know, friends who have lost over 130 pounds you know, and simply just talking about the spiritual switch that yeah. needed to change in order for all of that to come off. It's like, these are testimonies. It's not just, you know, about, oh yeah, men- it, it is about mental health, but it's more of about the testimonies and the actual tests people have to go through to get to where they want to be, not just in yeah. their mental health, but in their life period Mm -hmm. but it it all goes hand in hand it's the dedication but it's the mindset it don't matter if you got a plan if you don't have the mindset to execute your plans could look really good in your planner you could get sticking but if you don't open that planner and go to it and hold yourself accountable what is what are you doing you're wasting Mm -hmm. time and you're wasting energy so you know to really be able to share others other people's testimony 
about the mindsets and the, the things that they had to break through to get to mm. where they are. That's all I want to do. I just want to do God's work. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's, it's, it's very therapeutic, right? Um, you know, and so I know you're ministering to people through allowing people to tell their stories, mm -hmm. but it's also a switch that mm -hmm. happens within you as mm -hmm. you go along this journey mm -hmm. and step out of your shell, you're going to be transformed. Like right. I even look at my first show, I lost weight, I stopped drinking mm -hmm. and it's just like, it's been so therapeutic and I've been able to walk in that divine purpose and, and, and it's taking me on a journey and I'm still moving. And so I know the same thing is going to happen to you stepping out of your shell and also the relationship mm -hmm. that you create, like meeting new people that you may have never met before, you know? And so that journey is going to be awesome. So I'm, I'm going to be tuning into your podcast, checking it out because we could have a million different podcasts and it's never enough because mm -hmm. everybody's coming from a different angle and we, we need every angle we can possibly get. Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. that's awesome that's awesome so what's next what's next for you before we go let us know what's next for you what are some of those things that you're thinking about I know you can't unveil everything but what are some <laughs> of the things that you may be kind of in the midst of working on yeah, yeah. So um, one thing I want to let everybody know about is our um, our monthly full moon meditation classes. Um, we won't be doing one for January due to so many projects being in the work at the same time. Um, but we will be doing one for February. So please check out Zeri Day Wellness to keep up to date on our events. Um, another thing I am working on is uh, a six week family coaching program. Um, right now, I know it's very different with COVID and um, a lot of kids are home. A lot of parents are working from home. A lot of parents can't even go back to work because their kids have to be on school remotely. So um, I'm actually building a program to um, help families uh, learn mindfulness techniques during this time, but also create the opportunity to create a safe space for both the adult and the child to communicate, um, you know, to a coach about, you know, what they would like to see improve within their homes or within their personal lives, but also, you know, add some fun and spark in there with a few family challenges here and there, you know, fitness challenges, um, new meals of the week challenges, um, challenging, you know, you to, to uh, start one vegetarian meal a week, you know, all types of things like that. So that is a program that is going to be started on March 1st. Um, we will put up the registration for that at the beginning of February. So make sure you also check out Zary Day Wellness for that. Um, yeah, and keep up to date. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let everybody know your, your social media handles, where we can follow you at, where we can find the podcast, and then we're going to end on a word of encouragement. Yeah, yeah. So um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Zuri Day Wellness, LLC. That is spelled Z-U-R-I-D-A-Y-E-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. -S. 
LLC. <laughs> and you can follow our podcast at The Mental Health Podcast. That again is on Facebook and Instagram, spelled T H E M E N T O L H L T H podcast um and we just released the episode today episode three of the podcast so please go check that out on youtube and Spotify. you can uh search up either the mental health podcast on youtube or zuri day wellness llc and you'll find us there mm, that's awesome and then before we go if you can give us that last word of encouragement to maybe someone getting started thinking about quitting but whatever you have on your heart will end on that word of encouragement. Mm -hmm. um, my phrase for 2021 is uh, do the free. That, mm. that, that to me is, you know, it means that you are committed to what you know is going to better your life. So whether it be publishing a book, whether it be um, putting out that record, whether it be starting a new art project or an Etsy shop, whatever it is that you felt like you wanna do that is going to get you to where you want to be in life, do it free. Because mm. fear is just excitement on pause. Mm. That's awesome, that's awesome. Well, I thank you for coming on the Winner's Circle, sharing your journey. I'm excited for people to hear your story, Thank support you. the book, support the podcast, support the movement. They better <laughs> go support. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're Peace, welcome. Love and blessings and much success to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.